Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in this space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on this show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about sales. This is both one of my favorite things and one of my favorite topics. A lot of business owners have honestly an issue with selling still, whether it is related to the negative connotation of the word or they are worried that they're going to come off as sleazy. They wish they didn't have to do it, but I'm going to tell it to you straight. You do need to make sales in your business in order to be a successful business owner. So we're going to go into how to change your relationship with the word, how to get better at selling. And I think you're really going to like this episode because just like I said in the intro, how we're taking the word ambitious back, we're going to take the word selling back. It's actually can be a really beautiful thing. And I'm excited to dive further into this topic. So before we get into today's episode, some updates, I'm going to go into some personal updates. First, I am currently recording in, I wouldn't even call it a closet. I'm like halfway between the bed and the closet at my parents' house. And I've been here for about a week. I'm visiting my youngest sister just had a baby and my other sister flew in from North Carolina. So having some family time. And then in two days from now, so actually the day that this podcast episode comes out, I'm going to be traveling to Wyoming, which is really exciting. I This is the third year, actually, that I've gone to Wyoming in the summer to go rock climbing and to just hang out. It's just such a beautiful part of the country. I feel like it's a nice escape from the summer heat because you get to go up to 10,000 feet elevation and it doesn't feel, I mean, instead of being 100 degrees, it's 80. So it feels rather tolerable. So I'll be in Wyoming. I'll be in 10 sleep and lander for about two and a half weeks. I'm really excited because I have so many friends that I'm going to meet up with and it's just going to be a great time climbing. And I'm taking my first ever, like I even set my email to a vacation responder. I've never actually done that, which is crazy, but I'm going to be taking the week of 4th of July off, which is next week. So if you do happen to email me, you're probably going to get my auto responder. But if you're a current client and you have me on Voxer, then that's how we're going to communicate for that week. I'm not doing anything else though, which is crazy kind of nuts to think about. There probably won't be any emails from me. There will still be a podcast episode. Um, I think I have one in mind that I want to send out. I actually think I'm going to do a replay of one of the workshops that I've hosted in the past. We'll see. TBD on that. You'll just have to tune in next week and see. So heading to Wyoming here very shortly and other things that I've got on the radar. I mean, honestly, not much, which is kind of funny. I'm moving back into this state of only moving when I feel called to move, which is just a little, 
I talked about this on the podcast before. It's kind of like this liminal state where you're like, is anything going to happen? And the universe is like, yeah, just you wait. Like you got to like completely fall into the surrender and completely fall into the trust that when you need to move, you're going to move. And I'm excited to kind of just like take that for what it is and relax into that and hopefully just get into a good rhythm of resting and relaxing until I feel like, okay, it's go time. Today is also today, the 29th, is the last day, the last day that you can send in your application for PRISM. This is my five-month mastermind where we are going to be talking all about business strategy, growing your business. We're going to talk about mindset a ton in this. It's not enough to just be really good at what you do. You actually do need to know how to run a business really well. It's a skill set. You can develop it. You can get better at it. And I'm so excited to help you in that journey. So inside of our five months together, this is going to be a small, intimate group. Everybody inside is going to get to know each other really, really well. I have made some of my absolute best friends inside masterminds that I have been in, and nobody's going to understand you quite like another business owner does. Like, your friends and your family can say they get it, but unless they're business owners, they're probably missing out on a good chunk of it. So we're going to have really tight-knit, close relationships with the other people in the group, and we're going to talk about all things visibility blocks, what's been holding you back, your vision for your business, how to get there, how to launch, how to write better copy. I am so pumped for this. So if you've been curious about Prism, I mean, this is definitely like last call. Applications close tonight and I won't be hosting another mastermind or group program for some time. And the only way to work with me for a longer period of time will be through my one-on-one mentorship program catalyst. So if you haven't already sent in your application and you've been thinking about it, this is your little nudge, your hint, your reminder that today is the absolute last day. If you are interested in joining the energy healing circle on July 10th, so that's a Monday, It'll be at 9.30 a.m. PST, so Pacific time, and you want to actually be entered to win a spot for free. Super simple. All you have to do is leave a podcast review of The Ambitious Entrepreneur, this podcast that you're listening to. If you've already left a review, you just have to go and update your review. And also, second step, step number two, is sharing one of my posts on Instagram. So share it to your stories. No need to tag me in it. I can see who has shared things. And third step, final step, is to send me an email, hello at expandwithchelsea.com, letting me know that you did both of those things. So to recap, if you want to win a spot inside of the 710 July 10th Energy Healing Circle for free at 930 a.m. PST. I was going to say p.m. We're doing it at 9.30 a.m. It is in the morning. If you want to win a free spot inside that, all you have to do is go either leave or update your review on iTunes of the Ambitious Entrepreneur podcast and then share one of my posts to your Instagram stories. That's it. That's all you have to do. And then send me an email letting me know that you did those two things. I will be picking three winners and I'll probably be closing that off either the end of this week or I won't be working next week. So I would do it sooner rather than later, especially if you are excited about receiving energy healing. We're going to be focusing this on releasing any low vibration energy, any cords that you have attached to you. This is like fully like anchoring back into your own energy, calling all of your pieces back, calling all of your power back so that you can move through the rest of the year. I mean, holy shit, half the year is already gone so that you can move through the rest of the year completely anchored into your own energy and your own vision. 
Let's go ahead and dive into today's podcast episode. I've got my tea here with me. I got a little sick over the weekend and yesterday was like pretty bad. Today has actually been quite a bit better. I actually got like a full night of sleep, which shocking actually turns out that it helps a lot. So let's talk a little bit about selling. Oh my God, I love, I love selling. So with selling, I think a lot of the times people like just their initial, (laughs) their initial thought process goes to like a car salesman. And let me tell you, you are nothing like a car salesman because I actually went to go sell my car a couple of weeks ago. And I was actually going to trade in my current car for a different car. And I kind of knew that this wasn't going to be like the best scenario going in as a female. I was like, okay, I probably need some male presence here. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try. I'm going to see what happens. And I went in there and I knew immediately, just based off of the way that this guy's teeth looked, they were like those sharp little pointy teeth on the bottom. And I was like, I don't think this is going to go well. There's just like something in me that knew I was like, this isn't, this isn't going to be a thing. It's not going to be good. Like it's not going to be like an advantageous position to be in, especially as like a solo female. Um, I did take my mom, but I don't think the two of us were like very, I don't want to say like threatening, but it certainly wasn't the same dynamic as if I would have brought like my boyfriend or my dad, for example. But we go in and I was like, I just really feel like this guy's going to like try to take advantage of us. I tried to stay very open-minded and I had done my research on my car and I was like, I know exactly how much it's worth. I know that they don't typically offer you as much for a trade-in as they would on, let's say, Kelly Blue Book, for example. But when he actually went to give me the offer for the car, for my car that I was trading in, it was about like $5,000 less than I had anticipated. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. And I, he was like trying to just like rush through it really quickly and be like, this is the trade-in value for the car. And I was like, wait, 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 can you, we go back to that? You're only offering me this much. And he was like, yeah, well, we want to be able to sell it for more than that. And I was like, okay, but that doesn't matter to me. I don't care what you want to sell it for. Like, I want to sell you my car at like a decent price. You know, I, I, I expect this to be something where it's like beneficial for both of us. And he like went back and tried to like do some more numbers and he came back with like a slightly improved offer, but it still like was nowhere near what I wanted. And I was like, yeah, this just isn't going to work out. Um, and I asked them if they had any like flex price in the price of the car that I wanted to trade in for. And he's like, nope, no flex price. And I was like, okay, well that's just like incorrect. There's always flex price in there. So This is, I mean, I share this example because it's very clear. Like this person, all he was trying to do was make a profit. He was just like trying to make a profit for his business so that he could get a commission. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you're nothing like that. Like you, not to say this person wasn't a human being. He is, of course, but you are a human being and you give a shit about people and you are not just trying to take advantage of people and get as much money out of them as you can. So you are nothing like a car salesman. Like this is something that I really, really want you to start to dive into for yourself. Like what are my thoughts around selling? When I hear the word selling, when I read the title of this podcast, was I like, did did you have that like slight, like, I don't want to listen to it. Like, I don't, I don't actually want to like improve my relationship with that word. And here's the thing, like, this is one of the ways that you are 
allowing yourself to remain small. You're allowing yourself to remain exactly where you're at because if you don't actually improve your relationship with selling, it's going to feel like pulling teeth. It's going to feel like you're swimming upstream. Like You do need to improve your relationship with this and you do need to get better at it, but it's not going to happen until you actually improve your relationship with selling, with the word, with just being okay with it in general. So I want you to think about it like this, and you've probably heard this before, but I really do think it's important to anchor back into this. You are offering a solution to a problem. A lot of the times when business owners get tripped up around selling, it's because they don't actually know what the problem that they're solving is. So if you need to go do some work on that, like literally sit down and be like, okay, what exact problems do I solve? People come to me for what? Pick two to three different things and then you can start to clearly see how your offer provides solution for that. So for example, I'm gonna give you two examples here. With Prism, this specifically solves the problem of I want to grow my business, but I am not sure how. I have so many ideas. I don't know where to focus. I don't know what's holding me back. Maybe I have a little bit of an idea, but I'm not exactly sure how. Great, I created Prism exactly to help you solve that problem. Another example would be Amplify. This is my four-week launch course. This is for the person that wants to put their offer out into the world, and maybe they've dabbled with selling, but they want the literal framework on how to do it. They want the how-to, they want the formula, they want all of the launch calendars. Great, that is a solution to that specific problem. So when you start to phrase it like that, like I think of grocery stores. Are grocery stores apologizing for selling food to you? No, because they're selling you a solution. They're selling you, the food is the solution to you being hungry. They're not sitting there apologizing for it. They're like, yes, this is literally serving a need. And I think a lot of business owners will talk themselves into saying, oh, well, nobody like really needs this offer. They don't really need what I'm, what I'm, you know, selling or what I'm offering. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess technically if it's not in like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, people might not need need it. But what about enjoyment? What about a better quality of life? Like that was something that I really struggled with when I was a climbing coach. I was like, well, nobody really needs a climbing training plan. And it's like, no, they don't. But people also really value this. They really value getting better at climbing. People, just like people really value improving and growing their business. That's the thing is like, yes, people might not need it in order to live, but I think a lot of people want to do they want to do a lot more than just live. They want to enjoy their lives. They want to thrive. They want to actually be optimized. They want to enjoy the life that they've created for themselves. So while your your product or your offer might not be 100% necessary in order to breathe and in order to live, there's still so much value that you're providing just by selling your offer. And I want to pick out the word that I used too, not apologizing. Why would you need to apologize for providing somebody a solution to their problem? Breaking news. No, really, this is super important. So if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know how obsessed I am with Clear Stem Skincare and they're having one of their biggest sales right now. So Black Friday in July, they have 24% off, 24% off. The sale starts on the 27th, so it's already started. You're good to go and it lasts only through July 6th. 
So if you haven't yet tried out Clearstem, or maybe you have and you're as obsessed with it as I am, go get your little booty on over and try it out. 24% off. I'm going to tell you my skincare routine and it works really well for me. I'm on camera a lot, so I want my skin to be looking the best that it can and try as hard as my period might. I have been clear skin leading up to my period for the last couple of months and I really think it's because I have been dialing in my skincare routine. So in the morning, I use the vitamin C, the gentle, clean vitamin infused wash. It smells so bright, so clean. It is super, it makes my skin feel so soft. So I use that and then I follow it up with the Cell Renew Serum. It's in the blue bottle. And lastly, I use the Hydro Glow, which is the ultra lightweight moisturizer. It smells like blueberries and skittles had a baby i fucking love it it makes my skin just feel so good it's not too heavy and it's not too light i actually have super dry skin so this is the perfect amount of moisturizer it has stem cells inside of it as well which makes your skin look really plump and glowy at night i do a pretty opposite routine i actually use the vitamin scrub so this has little beads of exfoliant in it and then i follow it up with the bounce back which is in the pink bottle this is essentially Botox, but no Botox chemicals. So it is all natural. It really helps with fine lines and wrinkles and tightening up your skin. And lastly, this is probably my favorite product of all time. I follow it up with the Hydra Berry Moisture Mask. So this is heavier than the Hydra Glow, but in a really good way. Like I just like, I feel so satisfied when I have it on. And again, I have pretty dry skin, so I need to up my moisture game. And it just like makes everything the next morning. I'm just like, ooh, I'm young and dewy and glowy. I mean, I am pretty young still, but this just like really seals that in. So I will share my skincare routine in the show notes. And if you want to go to Clear Stem and try out any of the products that I mentioned, they also also have really amazing enzymes for taking after meals to help you clear up acne from the inside out, which is really cool. So this is called their Mind Body Skin Acne and Stress Support. They have tons of incredible products. They also have products with SPF in it, so you can make sure that you are protected from any sun damage. If you're wanting to try out ClearStem for yourself, you can simply enter the code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 24% off at checkout. So if you go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code CHELSEA, you'll save 24% off your purchase. You have every right to sell. You have every right to put your offers, your creations out there into the world because somebody desperately needs them. This might sound a little far-fetched depending on where your mindset is at, but you are a literal gift to society. You have a gift, you are offering a gift, and once you start viewing what you're selling as such, I think a lot of things are going to change for you. 
you have your own unique viewpoint, you have your own unique set of skills and knowledge base, and no one else is you. No one else can bring exactly what you bring to the world. So by you not putting that out there, you're actually doing the world a disservice. You can also look at it like this, right? The universe gave you these gifts for a reason. It gave you this vision for a reason. And every single time that you're choosing not to step into that, it's like telling the universe, that they chose wrong. It's like telling the universe that you don't appreciate the things that it's giving you. And like, I don't believe that the universe is vindictive whatsoever, but there are only so many times that we can choose to not walk down the path that we're meant for before the universe is like, okay, like we're, we're going to get like a bigger sign for you to like actually figure out what you need to be doing. And that's typically when it gets really uncomfortable. But by you stepping into that, it's like telling the universe, like, I know you chose correctly. I know that what I have is very valuable and what I have is going to actually help a lot of people. And I'm just offering a lot of these different examples and different perspectives and ways of thinking so that you can anchor into the one of these so that you can step into selling on a, the way that I see it is almost like this more like full, like you're fully behind it instead of kind of feeling bad about it. It's like this like guilty shame thing is layered on like, yeah, I think, I think I have something to offer the world. But once you step into this unapologetically, everything is going to change for you. Once you fully believe that the thing that you're offering is truly going to impact and change somebody else's life, that's when selling gets to be really fun. And I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I think it is definitely worth repeating, especially in this episode, because it's very relevant. You actually have to believe in your offer 110% before you put it out there. It's not your audience's job to validate your offer for you. You can't be one foot in, one foot out, and then expect your launch to be the thing that determines if your offer is going to help people or not, or if that's the thing that you're actually like wanting to stand behind. You need to be fully anchored into believing that your offer is a literal gift to the world first in order for other people to see it. Because if you are, again, one foot in, one foot out, if you're wavering, they're going to waver. Your energy is going to dictate whether or not people feel drawn or pulled into your offer. So whatever it is that you need to do in order to, like, if you need to write affirmations, if you need to sit down and journal out, like, here's why this offer is so impactful. Here's how I know it's going to change people's lives. Like you need to get clear on that first before introducing that out into your audience. And I know it's hard when we don't have that external validation, but it this is the energetic side of it. Like it comes from you first. Your audience is going to feel the energy behind it. If they can tell that you're not even sold on it, I mean, then they're not going to be sold on it. So you have to be sold on your offer first. And there have been times where I've put things out and of course I didn't know if that was going to be, you know, something that people really were going to resonate with. I mean, I always kind of know like as a service provider, I'm like, well, this is what people need. But oftentimes when I don't see the sales that I want or know could happen for that offer, it is a disconnect in my messaging. It's a disconnect in my marketing. So it's not clearly explaining the problem 
that I'm going to be solving with my offer, right? Because a lot of the times people might think that, okay, let's, I'll give a concrete example here. So a lot of business owners think that if they just had more more followers on Instagram or they had more people on their email list, then they'd make more sales. But what I know as a service provider, as a business coach, is that it doesn't actually really matter those numbers. Like it doesn't matter if you have 10,000 followers on Instagram, if you can't even sell to an audience of a hundred, like that's not the issue. The issue is launching. The issue is learning how to sell. The issue is mindset, all of these other things, right? But if I don't make it clear that I know that people think that the vanity metric side is, they think that that's the issue, but here's what the actual issue is, then there's going to be either a level of confusion or people just aren't going to click with the, the messaging that I'm using. So oftentimes it does come back to your marketing. It comes back to your copy and the way that you are talking about and the way that you're describing things. I mean, that's why I've been talking about copy so much on the podcast lately because like, holy shit, like I'm just realizing more and more and more how much this really matters, how much the way that you talk about something is probably going to be one of the biggest determinators behind whether or not somebody actually ends up joining your offer. We could do probably an entire podcast episode just on wording and selling and copy in order to sell more. But one thing that I do want you to be aware of, so when you're when you're talking about your offer and when, you know, especially when you are announcing it and you're in the earlier stages, if your offer is a party, let's use this analogy, if your offer is a party, and your words, your copy is the invitation, are people going to know exactly what to expect when they get there? Do they know what to wear? Do they know what the vibe is? Do they know what's happening in the party? Or are you leaving people wondering? Are you leaving people guessing? This is a huge part of selling is starting to fill in the gaps that people might be wondering about in their heads. Because if people have to guess at things, if people have to wonder what will my experience be like inside of this, it's probably going to be something where where they're not going to step in because they just can't picture themselves inside of the offer. So if your offer is a party, making sure that the invitation and the, the language that you're using is really clear. Here's what to expect. Here's how much time. The party's from one to three. Here's exactly what to wear. So the vibe of it is like very playful, very fun, or maybe the vibe's a little bit more serious. Maybe it's a surprise party. But making sure that you get really clear on that first. What is the experience that you're wanting to provide to your audience and to your potential clients? Alongside that, making sure that you are using language and words that are actually authentic to you. If you wouldn't say it to a friend, don't say it on social media. And that's not to say, you know, don't get out of your comfort zone. But I really think that there's this giant trend moving towards people being even more relatable. The days of the the influencer and the overly curated are over. People don't want to feel like they are engaging with a robot. So this is where it comes down to talking about your offer in a way where if you were just describing it to your partner or to your friend or to a family member, it's like really easy to talk about and it's really easy to describe and it's in the words that you want to use. I think so many of us get tripped up because we're trying to be more professional or, and then we start using fluffy language, things like confidence and aligned and those are not bad words. I do love those words but they they just mean something very different to every single person and 
people need to be able to see themselves inside of what we're offering. I just I just spoke about that, but if they can't see that, then they're not as likely to end up purchasing. They're not as likely to end up buying. I also want you to think about your own personal buying habits. Are you somebody that is a little bit more analytical? Are you somebody that's a little bit more emotional? I am definitely like, I couldn't be further on the emotional scale. I buy everything to emotionally satisfy my needs. Um, there's very little like logic or analytics that like comes in. Typically though, the way that people buy is they lead with emotion and then they back it up with the logic. So as a business owner, we need to make sure that we are speaking to both camps of people. And it's not to say that you have to be in one camp or the other, but typically people lean either one way or the other. But we as leaders, we can't just talk to the people that learn like us. We actually do need to be a leader for everyone. So making sure that if you let's say, for example, you're like me and you do lean more towards the emotional side of the spectrum, you do need to put in some more analytical information. People need to know, okay, when are the call times? When are, you know, like how much support do I have? What's the cost of this? What's the time commitment? Like we do need to be able to provide those hard and tangible details. And if you are somebody that is a little bit more logical or analytical brained, bringing in the element of storytelling, bringing in metaphors and analogies and sharing your own personal stories and allowing people to connect with you on a deeper and more emotional basis. We actually do need both sides of the spectrum in order to have a successful launch. And I know I talk about launching a lot, but it's just because it's like one of my absolute all-time all-time favorite things. And it is truly a skill set that I believe business owners need to master if they're wanting to have a successful business. I I mean, I can't think of a single business owner. I mean, even the, the big dogs, right? Like even we have Jenna Kutcher. She does launches. She's in one right now. Like every single business owner goes through either promotion periods, they go through cash injections, they go through sales periods, or they go through more regimented launches and it really truly is a skill set that you can develop and get really really good at if you are curious about this and you haven't yet joined amplify which is my four-week launch program would highly recommend stepping into that i will link it in the show notes it is an amazing course you're going to learn everything from how to plan out your launch how to execute what type of copy that you need to write and how to get better at copywriting inside of that you're going to learn if you should host a workshop no workshop if you need a wait list, if you need to do a six-week launch or a four-week launch, everything is inside that course. Highly, highly recommend. The last thing that I will say on this is that the only way to get better at selling, I know this is probably isn't what you want to hear, but the only way to get better at selling is to do it a lot. When I first started my business, I was like, I don't think I'm very good at this. I mean, I had literally just come from a position where I was working in a grocery store. I was a manager of the vitamins department at the grocery store that I worked at. And it was like very easy for me to sell, quote unquote. I mean, I wasn't like very invested because it obviously it didn't really matter to me whether I sold things or not. I was going to get paid the same no matter what. I wasn't working on commission. And I would just talk to people about the products. That's it. I had a huge knowledge base and still do about nutrition and supplements and what brands you want to watch for, all of the things. And it was super easy. It was just literally having a conversation with people. That's it. And then they were like, oh my God, like I trust you so much. Whatever recommendations you have, I'm totally going to buy that thing. And that's all it is, is making true 
genuine connections with people. That's all you're doing inside of your business. I think we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves and say like, oh my God, like I need my business to be successful. I need it to be able to support me. I need it to be able to like pay for these things. And that just like really, really takes the fun out of it. Believe me, I have been there. I have been the person that's put pressure on my business in order to, you know, pay my rent and to be able to provide for me and then pay my retirement and all of these things. And it's just like once you get into that energy, ugh, like nothing is heavier or more gross than that because you're coming from this. And I don't think it's bad to be desperate, but you're coming from this sense of like, I have to do this instead of like, I get to do this. And this is a really fun thing. It just changes the energy completely. It makes it just this like thing where you feel obligated to show up. And then when you're not seeing the results that you want, then you start to feel resentful and frustrated and bitter. And you're taking it out on your business. And a lot of the times, especially with the types of clients that I tend to work with, their businesses aren't actually old enough for that level of responsibility. This is a huge thing. And I really want you to think about this, especially if you are, let's say, like three years and under in your business, if you are newer, like think about putting that level of responsibility on a three-year-old. It's just like, it's a little laughable because you're like, well, I just wouldn't. Like that is the same thing that you're trying to do to your business though. And where are we telling our business? Like you need to do all of these things for me. And it's like, okay, but like, have you ever considered like, I'm just pretty new and I'm still learning and we're still in the you know, we're still in the the learning stage and we're still like gathering our skill sets. And that is what selling is. Selling is a skill set and 3000% you can get better at it. Like it is, it is something that I really went from not feeling very confident in it to now knowing that that was one of my biggest assets as a business owner is I know how to sell. If things ever, you know, went the direction that I, you know, don't want them to go in my business, I'm like, well, I could sell t-shirts like screen printed t-shirts. I could sell copywriting packages. I could sell web design. Like I can sell basically anything. Um, Am I a thousand times more motivated to sell it when it's my own product? Hell yeah, I am. And I feel so grateful every single day that I get to do that. So anchoring back into you are the biggest advocate for your business. You're going to be the biggest advocate for your products, for your offers. So make sure that you're doing them justice. You are bringing your gifts to the world. People really need these as solutions. And it, sometimes it just takes time too. Like it takes time. We put so much pressure on things to happen overnight and we see these overnight successes. And I tell you what, that is just not reality. It's just not, no matter how much people want to make it seem like it was effortless. A lot of the times, especially with things like quantum leaps, there's a lot of discomfort inside of that because the growth happens so quickly and then you're like all of a sudden supposed to recalibrate to this new normal and you haven't even had time to settle in. You haven't even had time to integrate. So making sure, I mean, this is this is probably just important always, but like, why are you putting so much pressure on yourself? Why do we need things to be much, much further along than they are? And can I just be okay in the process? And can I just dedicate even maybe the next month or two to improving the skill set of selling, getting more comfortable with it, talking about it more, doing it more? Like even, even you talking about your offer more will get you better at selling. Boom. Case. Case and point. Like 
it really can be that simple. All you have to do is say, I'm going to get better at this. This is something that maybe I haven't felt confident in the past, but I am dedicated to improving the skill set because that is truly what is going to make my business successful in the future. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I really, really love the topic of selling. I think that if you even improve it like 1%, where I'm not trying to say like, hey, you you need to go from like zero to 100 because I think that that is too big of an ask. And again, we don't want to like make that amount of growth because that can be really in- uncomfortable in and of itself. But even if you improve it like A to B, that's it, A to B. Maybe you move from square one to square two. You're going to see a lot of forward momentum in your business. So if you did enjoy this episode, please go ahead and share it on social media. You can tag me at expand with Chelsea. I would love it, love it, love it. If you could leave a review on iTunes, it means so much to me. I love reading through all of the reviews. They bring such a smile to my face. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next episode. 